Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Kim Constable podcast, formerly known as the Strong and Sculpted podcast. But as you know, we had a name change recently. So welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. And I've just realized that I don't even have a new riff to say in the beginning. I used to be, you know, by me, Kim Constable, also known as the Sculpted Vegan. Maybe I should say by me, Kim Constable, the Kim Constable podcast by me. Kim Constable, also known as the Sculpted Vegan and the Million Dollar Mentor. No, it's just a wee bit too much of a mouthful, isn't it? You see, here's the problem whenever you're kind of, you have multiple personalities, which I now seem to. You, you, it becomes harder to kind of, you know, describe what you do. People have been asking me recently, you know, so what do you do? And I'm like, um, uh, and I normally go, well, I'm a bodybuilder. And they go, a bodybuilder? Like, oh, do you, do you compete? I, I, I used to, yeah, no, I don't compete anymore. And they're like, oh, right, okay, so, uh, do, you know, do you, like, are you a PT? No, not really a PT, I have an online company. It's so freaking hard to, to literally explain to people what I do. So I normally kind of keep it vague, and then they ask more questions, and it becomes more convoluted, and I just do my best. But anyway, welcome to the Kim Constable podcast by me, Kim Constable, also known as the Sculpted Vegan and the Million Dollar Mentor. Today, we have some fitness some fitness stuff for you because I was going to put out, you know, kind of more business or life stuff. And then Mark, my creative director, was like, just to remind you, I haven't actually done anything fitnessy for a while. And since your audience are mostly fitness, they might want, you know, more fitness stuff. So today I thought I would talk about my personal shred, which I have been on for nine weeks now, whenever it was supposed to only be six weeks, but now I'm nine weeks into a shred. I'm down to about 12% body fat. I'm absolutely ripped to the bone and it hasn't even been hard. And this has been the easiest shred that I have ever done in my entire life. And loads of people are asking me about it. Are you still on your shred? Are you doing your shred? I haven't seen many photos or progress photos. And I don't even feel like I'm shredding. And so I thought today I would break down for you exactly what I've been doing, how I've been eating, why it doesn't even feel like I've been shredding and tell you exactly what I've been doing and what you can do and give you some hacks and tips and shredding techniques and all that good stuff. Yeah, because, you know, fat loss and money making, those are the two areas that everybody's interested in. Everyone wants to know how to get shredded and everybody wants to know how to get rich. And I have managed to do both. (laughs) At the same time, interestingly, because we just launched, as you guys know, the Million Dollar Mentor, my brand new business. Um, we sold nearly five, well, today, actually, cart closes today, but I think we'll probably hit 500 sales. So we managed to make half a million dollars in seven days, which is not too bad, actually. Uh, and I managed to get down to 12% body fat at the same time. So, you know, I think I'm living the dream here, shredded and rich, what can I say? And you're all like, oh my God, we fucking hate you, Kim. I know, I'm sorry. And I'm definitely not gloating. I'm actually just like in a wee bit shell-shocked, to be honest. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, this this mentor program that we sold or that we, you know, created in like four weeks ago has, has been so popular. It's just been absolutely overwhelming and humbling and wonderful for me. You have absolutely no idea. I've been loving it. So um, I this podcast is going to kind of morph into talking about, you know, business and fitness and life and all of the shit that I'm interested in, you know, and, and if you want to keep following along and listening to, you know, me babble on about all the stuff that I do in my life, well, then that's great. I'd be very happy to have you listening. But before we get into um, the content, because I'm just like waffling on now, um, I want to tell you about the winner of this month's podcast. The winner of this month's podcast giveaway is the lovely Kelly Cash. Congratulations, Kelly. Kelly actually manifested this win. She was telling us she actually put a, a post on her Instagram I think it was on the 25th of September and she posted a picture on her Instagram of her review of The Strong and Sculpted and she actually wrote on her Instagram story, I am going to win 
this podcast giveaway this month. And we didn't see that. We didn't know that she'd done it, but we chose the winner. And uh, whenever we messaged her, she was like, oh my God, I totally manifested this. I have to show you this. So Kelly, congratulations. She has chosen a copy of the, well, a copy of members area, the 18 month Sculpt and Shred program, which is our $1,500 signature program. She has won that and she is in the members area. And Kelly, thank you so much for your lovely review. And thank you all of you for your lovely reviews. And you know that if you want to win one of our Sculpted Vegan programs, all you have to do is leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast, take a screenshot, send it to us, and we will enter you into next month's review. Okay, so let's get started with the content. What are we going to talk about this week? Well, this week I thought that I would just share a little bit about my personal journey and what I've been going through recently with the launch of The Million Dollar Mentor, but more importantly with the launch, well, with the launch, no, not really the launch, the launch of my new body um, with my personal shred that I have been doing. But really the two have been going hand in hand. And one of the things that I have realized the more I started to build a business and the more I um, got into bodybuilding is that there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between business and bodybuilding. As many of you who listen to this podcast regularly will know, simply because I do talk a lot, I draw a lot of parallels between the two because they both require an enormous amount of consistency, discipline, dedication, and patience in order to see results. Neither of them you can rush. And definitely getting into bodybuilding and, you know, being patient with building muscle, being patient with shredding, being patient with the process has really strengthened my ability to be successful in business because developing those traits and developing that um, those muscles, those physical and emotional muscles that you need to be successful in bodybuilding translates into every other area of your life. So whenever you join one of our Sculpted Vegan programs or our 18-month program and you start to go through the process of transforming your body, the most incredible thing happens because you you really do become a different person because the 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 muscle the emotional muscles that you build as you change your body, transcend every area of your life. And whenever you build that emotional muscle in one area, you can take that into another area and apply it over there as well. So, um, but the reason why I'm drawing the two parallels between them specifically today is because I decided after I um, came home from our last vacation, our only vacation this year, actually, well, not only because we were in Australia in uh, in December and January this year, but normally we go away like many times, six or seven times a year, not because I'm rich and I can afford to, which I am, by the way. <laughs> Sometimes I swear to God, I'm sure people listening to this go, who is this narcissistic asshole? <laughs> if this was your first podcast you've been listening to, you're like, honestly, I can't listen to this girl. But um, it's not because I'm I'm rich and fabulous and I go away on lots of holidays, but I am too. It's because I um because we I work so hard, you know, like I work and work and work and work, and I literally work myself until I have reached my physical and emotional threshold. And then once I have reached that, I I am done. And normally what I need is two to three to five to seven days away somewhere in the sun, just away from the house, away from the home, away from the kids, away from business to completely recharge. I usually go with my husband, Ryan, and we, I completely order to recharge. And then I come back and I'm like, yes, right, hit the ground running and I'm ready to go again. And so what's been happening at the minute is so I was away in, in holiday. I was away on vacation in Marbella 
We went away in July um, before the whole quarantine laws and everything came in. And we went away in in July. And of course, you know, listen, who did not get fat during lockdown, right? I think the whole world, like some people got really shredded who were doing that. My jailhouse shred or butt camp programs. But for the rest of us, normal people, although I wouldn't call myself normal, but you know what I mean? Like we all drank too much and ate too much and just got fat, right? So now I understand I did not get fat by, you know, it wasn't like, you know, bouncing around like a big heifer. I just had to put on more body weight than or more body fat than my body is used to carrying. And whenever we were away, I I I put on my bikini and there was a couple of bikinis that I put on that I was like, oh dear, these really um do not fit me anymore. Because you know, I had bought them for going to Australia. And in Australia they I was quite shredded when I went to Australia. So of course my ass was a lot smaller and you know I didn't have as much body fat. And so I was putting on these bikinis and I was like, oh Lord, these are a wee bit tight. And whenever I was away, I just didn't feel myself. Do you know what I mean? I was just, I didn't, wasn't used to having that much flesh on show. And here, let me tell you, I know that I look good compared to what a lot of women's standards would be. You know, know, certainly I do not look at myself and think, oh my God, you look horrendous. But I enjoy whenever I'm in a bikini, I enjoy being shredded. I enjoy being really lean and I enjoy feeling, you know, um, like I, I am not ashamed to admit that I enjoy walking down the beach in a thong bikini with, you know, being ripped and having my back muscles showing, my arm muscles showing. I love a really muscular physique. And whenever you have a really muscular physique, people notice you. And I am not ashamed to admit that I enjoy being noticed. I always have my entire life. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. And so I enjoy being noticed. And I, whenever I'm away and I'm in a bikini, I want to feel at my best. And I just did not feel at my best at Marbella. I really, really enjoyed the holiday. It was necessary after lockdown and all the work that I had done to launch the Jailhouse Shred and the Butt Camp, our two most successful programs to date. And I was just completely and utterly spent. And I really enjoyed the vacation, but I saw a couple of photographs of myself especially one from behind that I posted on my Instagram account. It actually got like nine or 10,000 likes or something. It was, um, people really resonated with it, but it was like, I'd seen myself standing in a bikini from behind and I saw my butt and I saw the cellulite in the backs of my thighs and women were like, what cellulite? There's no cellulite. But I was just like, no, 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 no. That is not how I want to look like in my mind. I do not look like that from behind. I look very different than that. And so the reality hit me and I was like, and that's usually all I need is like a big smack up the face and I go right shred when I go home. And contrary to what people, you know, might think or believe, I genuinely enjoy dieting. Because when I diet, when I choose to shred or I choose to diet, I go into it and I am fully focused. There's no on-off dieting, half on a diet, half off a diet in my house or in my life. You're either on a shred or you are off a shred. There's no in-between. So whenever I am on a shred, I am very, very, very focused. And then whenever I'm off a shred, I am not focused. I'm focused on eating and drinking and relaxing. But when I'm on a shred, I do not miss my cardio. I do not overeat. I, you know, I'm very, very focused and I love being focused. And so I came home and I was like, right, we had booked another vacation and Marbella. We were taking my whole family away to stay in these luxury villas in um, the Marbella Club. And the Marbella Club is a five-star luxury resort in Marbella. It was always one of my dreams to stay there regularly Whenever before I started making money. It was always one of my dreams to stay there regularly. And now we do stay there regularly. And so I wanted to take my family back there because they could not afford to stay there. And I wanted to take my whole family and have this incredible holiday. So that was a really good goal for me. I was like, I'm going to work towards that goal. 
So I came back and I decided that I was going to go on a six-week shred. I had six weeks to get shredded before I went away. And I was so, so, so focused, so focused. So everything I did was working towards this six-week shred. And I, I guess that's the first point that I want to make is that whenever you are going to go on a diet or whenever you are planning to shred, you need to have an end goal in mind. You need to know when is your finish point and what do you either want to look like or what body fat do you want to be or what do you want to weigh, although weight is not a good indication of progress, and I'll tell you why in a second, but you really need to be very clear on what is it that you want and what is your end point. You cannot know where you're going unless you know where you're going. You cannot know how to get where you're going unless you know what the destination is. And I do get this all the time. People people ask me, they write to me on Instagram and they say to me, you know, especially when they know I'm shredding and they say, how many calories are you eating? And I'll say, well, I'm eating 1500 a day. And they'll say, how much cardio are you doing? And then they'll say, well, how much cardio should I be doing? And I always say, well, you know, what's your goal? What's your end point? And they're like, well, I want to lose weight. Well, how much weight do you want to lose? A lot. <laughs> I'm like, a lot. Okay, well, that's very definable. Well done you for being so specific. You know, so it's like people really have no clue. And so they look at me and they want to know what I'm doing. And they say, and, and they they look at me and they go, well, that's Kim Constable and she's really shredded and she's the sculpted vegan. So if I just do what she's doing, then I'll get shredded too. So they want to know what calories am I eating? What macro split am I eating? What food am I eating? And how much cardio am I doing? And how much training am I doing? Because they think that if they just do what I'm doing, then they'll get shredded. But what they don't realize is that my my plan that I devise for myself will depend on my end goal. Or people write to me on Instagram or they comment usually on my posts and they say, which one of your plans are you doing? And I'll say, I'm not doing any of them. And they're like, well, if they're so good, why are you not doing them? Like if these plans get such good results. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing them because my plans are specific. They're four weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks, you know, and and I don't I don't use that data. I, I tailor plans to exactly what it is that I I'm doing now. I tailor them to my specific body composition, how much body fat I have, how, what my metabolism is, you know, what my work schedule is like. All different types of, you know, variables go into me devising a personal shred for me. But the most important one that I look at and the most important factor is how much time do I have? Do you ever remember whenever you were uh, younger and you used to get those like puzzle books? I don't know about you, but we used to have these puzzle books and they had like word searches and they had um, crosswords and they had mazes or like in a Sunday magazine or the Sunday newspapers, they would have had these puzzles where it was a maze and you had to try and find your way into the center of the maze. And it was just like a little puzzle on a piece of paper and you just ran your pen through it and you tried not to hit dead ends. You tried to get into the maze. Well, I remember once whenever I was younger, I don't know whether somebody showed it to me or I figured it out. But I realized that if you started in the middle of the maze, that you could find your way out really, really easily without making a mistake. There was, and I, I don't even know why that is possible, but it's, well, I do know why it's possible actually, because whenever you're finding your way out, there's only one gap that you can go through. And so, and you can see for some reason, you know, the way that you should go to get in there, but whenever you're, or get out of there, sorry, but whenever you're going into the maze, there's so many different wrong turns that you can take. But whenever you're going out of the maze and you're starting at the end point, it's very clear how to get from the end point to the start. Well, that is really what you should do whenever you are devising some kind of diet or shred for yourself. You need to start at the end point and then work your way backwards. Now, I'm going to transfer this as well over into business. This is exactly what you should do if you are trying to run or start a business. 
You need to define your end goal and work your way backwards. We did this recently with the Million Dollar Mentor Program. You know, people were saying to me, you know, my God, how did you make 500 sales? How did you make like half a million dollars in a week or in two weeks, actually? And I said to them, well, I set my goal. I said I wanted to sell 500 programs. That was that was my goal. And they were like, but how did you know if you would hit it? And I said, well, it's really simple. Like, you know, I just set a goal of $500. And then I looked at, okay, well, what do I need in order to achieve the $500? Well, I knew with the webinar funnel we were using, sorry, $500, 500 um, people. And I knew with the webinar funnel that we were using in order to sell 500 programs, we would need to have between 20 and 50,000 registrants for the masterclass because you normally sell one to 2% of registrants. So I was like, okay, so let's say we need uh, 25,000 registrants. To sell 500 programs, we need 25,000 registrants. Let's go for the 2% because that's kind of pretty steady across the board. So I was like, okay, 25,000 registrants, that's what we need. And then I was like, okay, well, how much do we need to spend in order to get 25,000 registrants? And I said, well, if we get 25,000 registrants, we'll sell 500 programs, we'll make half a million dollars. So as long as we're spending less than half a million dollars, we're quids in, we're making money. And so in the end, we ended up spending, I think, about uh, $100,000 on ads. So we made, um, we grossed $500,000. We spent $100,000 on ads. There were obviously other costs and things we've had to set up, you know, recording studios and different things for the program. But overall, our overall strategy in terms of Facebook ads and what we made was we made $500,000 and we we spent $100,000 on ads. So we made a $400,000 profit. So I was able to go to what I want to make and then reverse engineer the numbers back to what I needed to do to get there. It's exactly the same in bodybuilding. The two are direct are exactly the same. In fact, it's exactly the same in any endeavor you are working on in your life. Say you want to have a better marriage with your husband or your wife. Well, you would say, well, define a better marriage. What does it a better better marriage mean? What does the communication look like? Is it how many times we have sex per week? Is it or per day? <laughs> is it uh, you know? Is it you know? Would it be shared bank accounts? Would it be you know? Would it be a date night? You know, every Thursday. Like, what would the parameters be? What would if you can define what a good marriage or a better marriage would be for yourself? Then you can work backwards to make that happen. Okay, so a good marriage would be we sit down every single day for one hour and we have coffee or we chat or whatever for one hour every day, seven days a week. We go on a date night once a week without the kids. We, you know, have, you know, a meeting about finances or we agree on finances or whatever once a month. We, you know, so you would set down all these parameters and then you'd say, okay, now that we have defined what a good marriage is for ourselves, what are the, how do we work backwards to make that happen? How do we coordinate our schedules? How do we coordinate our calendars? How do we, work, do, who, who do we, you know, get to babysit? Do we need to find a babysitter? Do we need to put an advert in the local paper, you know, or in the, the post office? Or do we need to ask friends or whatever? So you work your way backwards from what your goal is and that will bring you to your starting point and then you'll know exactly what you have to do. So that is what I did whenever I decided that I want to get shredded in six weeks. I looked at my end goal and I said, I have a vacation that I'm going on in to Marbella. And I knew that I wanted to be pretty shredded. For me, it's not about a percentage of body fat and it's not about what I weigh on the scale. It's about what I look like for me. 
I have this um, goal in mind or I have this vision in mind of what I want to look like in a bikini or what I want to look like naked. And it's kind of what I look like right now. I like to be, have every muscle defined and showing, have my waist very small, my lats quite big. I like to have striations in my shoulders and I like my glutes to be nice and firm. And I like to have my quads separated in my legs, separated, you know, quad muscles. And I know that if I work really hard, I can get there in six to 12 weeks. Six weeks was a real push for me. But I knew that, you know, if I had a wee bit longer, that I could get really, really ripped. And so I started there and I worked backwards. So what did I do? Well, here, actually, let me tell you before I get into the, the details of exactly what I did, because I know you're all like, well, want to know the details, Kim? Just give us the details. So I'll get into the details of exactly what I did to get shredded now. But let me just tell you what happened. Our vacation was actually cancelled in the end because, thank you, COVID-19. Uh, although I can't really complain because COVID-19 has been very, very good for me this year in terms of making me step up and really push the business forward. But um, because of COVID and because of the quarantine laws in the UK, we actually had to cancel the entire holiday. And we realized that we were going to have to cancel it about three weeks out from the vacation. it was uh, I was three weeks into my shred and we realized it was all going to be canceled about three weeks beforehand, but I just decided to keep going. And up until um, up until about three weeks out, or up until about two weeks out from my vacation, when I was about four weeks in, I, I was really strict with my calories and my counting and my cardio and I was really focused on my end goal. But then whenever I realized the vacation was going to be canceled, I was kind of enjoying shredding, so I just decided to keep going. And but I did relax a little bit, and I did. Um, I, I stopped counting calories, and I started eating intuitively. If I needed a you know a cardio session off because I was exhausted, I just allowed myself the luxury of having the cardio session off. And I haven't put too much pressure on myself, but I have kept really really focused towards my goal. I'm now nine weeks in to my goal and I have a photo shoot next weekend, which will be 10 weeks. And I am honestly ripped to the bone. I decided to do a photo shoot for the Sculpted Vegan simply because I'm in such good shape. And you may as well do a photo shoot when you're in this good shape and get some new photos for um, any future programs that we create. So, okay, so what, what did I do or what, what did I do to start off and then how did that change as we went along? Well, whenever I first started out on the shred, because I knew I only had six weeks, I went in really, really hard in the beginning. Most people do not realize just how hard you have to work to get shredded. You have to work insanely hard to get shredded. And I think, though, the more you do it, the more you get used to it and the less work that it seems. But in the beginning, whenever I tell people what my current work schedule is, they are absolutely stunned when they hear how hard I work. But the thing is, it's just normal for me now. I don't even think about it. And so because I knew I only had six weeks, I started at 1,500 calories. Now, 1,500 calories for me is very, very low because I would normally eat between 2,500 and 3,000 calories per day with no cardio. So my training never changes. I either train four or five days a week. But since December, I've only been training four days a week simply because I was training. Ryan has started training with me and my trainer, Mark, in the gym. And Ryan comes and trains with us. And because he only trains four days a week, he um, I was only training four days a week as well. So whenever I came back uh, and I decided to go in the shred, I went in at 1,500 calories and I um, I did a 45% protein, 25% carb, and 30% fat balance. The reason why I did that is because protein is very thermogenic, which means that the more protein you eat, the more calories your body requires in order to process the protein. 
So protein actually requires energy from your body in order to digest the protein. So whereas um, your body does not require energy to digest fats or carbohydrates. So the higher protein diet you have, the more fat you will burn naturally. It's one of the biggest problems that people have whenever they they try to diet or whenever they start to look at their diet or I look at the average diet of the average person, they really just don't prioritize protein and they eat far too many carbohydrates and far too much fat, which is why they find it really difficult to lose body fat. So I went on a 45% protein, 25% carb and 30% fat macro balance split and I worked out my I devised myself some meal plans, um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in order to achieve that macro balance. And I was super, super, super strict in the beginning. So I would normally eat about four or five times a day. So I will have breakfast, then I will have a post-workout protein shake, then I will have lunch later on in the afternoon, usually about 2 p.m. Then I will have dinner, usually around five or six, and then I will have, well, usually about six actually. And then I, before I go to bed, I will always, always keep some carbs and protein to eat before I go to bed because I cannot stand being hungry when I go to sleep because then I can't get to sleep. I need to have carbs in my belly to go to sleep. Otherwise, I just can't sleep. So that was how I devised my my diet. And I decided to go in in the beginning with um, really hard on the cardio. So normally I would start my cardio uh, smaller in smaller increments and I would build it up. So I would normally start with say, you know, if I have a long time to shred, I'll start with 30 or 45 minutes per day cardio and then I'll build it up five minutes per week until it's an hour. And then I will add in an extra set of cardio if and when it's needed as I get closer to my goal. But because I only had six weeks to shred, I just went in straight away with two hours of cardio. Now, whenever people hear that I do two hours of cardio, they are like, are you insane? You do two hours of cardio? But I think what they assume that it is is some kind of crazy hit cardio or like, you know, hit classes or whatever, and or those insanity workouts. It's absolutely not. My cardio is either walking outside a brisk walk with the dog, uh, where my heart rate would be about 130 beats per minute on average, or it is a um, walking session on the treadmill at a slight incline, or it would be a walk on, or a climb on the Stairmaster. And so that would be my, my cardio session. Sometimes I do Stairmaster and treadmill, or sometimes it's walking and treadmill, sometimes it's walking and Stairmaster. And so, it, but two cardio sessions per day. It means that the dog gets a really good walk during the day, and it means that I get on the Stairmaster in the morning, or in on the treadmill in the morning, or go out for a walk with the dog in the morning and I get to check in with my Facebook groups. I get to check in with my Instagram accounts and it's a really good productivity hack in order, if, especially if you're growing a business, to not only get you up in the morning and get you moving, but also give you a spare hour where you can where you can be productive. Instead of just watching Netflix, you can actually do something that moves you closer to another goal that you are working on. So I went in hard with the two hours of cardio and I upped my training, or I increased my training from four days a week to five days a week. So currently I had only been doing, or before that I'd only been doing um, one leg day per week. So my leg day incorporates both, uh, both, sorry, glutes. Uh, my, well, my, I do two leg days a week now, but the one leg day I do on a Tuesday is quads, glutes, and hams focused. It's mostly quad focused, but there is glutes and hamstrings in it as well, obviously. But I added in, um, I added back in my second leg day, which focuses mostly on glutes and hamstrings. And so I increased my training from four days a week to five days a week. And I stayed very, very, very consistent for about four weeks on that diet. And the weight did absolutely insanely drop off me. Now, why 
does weight drop off me so fast? Why does body fat drop off me so fast? Simply because I have spent the last four years consistently building an insane amount of muscle. I have a huge amount of muscle. In fact, I have so much muscle that recently I was beginning to worry that I was too muscular. And I kept looking in the mirror and I kept saying, you know, every time you get shredded, it's funny because whenever you get shredded, you don't actually put on any muscle whenever you're, well, I usually do actually, but you don't put on any, usually don't put on any muscle whenever you're shredding, but you always look bigger and you look bigger because you have less body fat and your muscles are more defined. So at the minute I look huge, I look enormous. I look really, really, really muscular, but I'm not muscular. I just have more I just have less body fat, which means that my muscles are more, you know, more exposed. You can see them more. And and so that's that's usually what happens whenever you're um whenever you get really, really, really ripped and people go, oh my God, she's so muscular. And you're like, well, actually I'm not. I'm actually less muscular, believe it or not. Um, and so I, I, what did I do? So I decreased my, so I had 1500 calories. I increased my, I went in two hours cardio and I increased uh, my training to an extra five days a week. And the amount of muscle that I have just means that I shred so, so, so fast. Muscle is Muscle gives you um, a really, really, really high metabolism. Muscle is calorie hungry. Muscle is high, um, or muscle requires a constant supply of nutrients, of blood flow, of you know all of that stuff to the muscles. And so, the more muscle you have, the more calories your body will naturally burn just to keep that muscle tissue alive. So, um, whenever people ask me how do you shred so quickly, it's simply because I've spent the last four years piling on an insane amount of muscle. Like I've got, I've put on 10 kilos of muscle, 10 kilos. I stand on the scale at the minute at 67 kilos, which is, if I pull out my calculator here, my old trusty calculator, um, is 148 pounds. So I weigh 148 pounds. Whenever I first started bodybuilding four years ago, I weighed 57 kilos which is 125 pounds. So I was 125 pounds and now I'm 148 pounds. I have put on an insane amount of muscle. And whenever you have an insane amount of muscle, your body shreds like crazy. I get asked all the time by women and they say, I just can't get rid of my mum tum. I just can't get rid of, you know, my love handles. I just can't get rid of this or that or whatever. And I always say to them, it's because you don't have enough muscle. And they go, well, how do I, how do I get rid of it then? Build muscle. Well, how do I do that? Train in the gym. But I train in the gym. Train for longer and harder. You know, they think that they because they've been training in the gym for like five weeks or six weeks or eight weeks that they're gonna be, you know, that they're like, well, I do train. You've only been training for eight weeks. You need to train for like two years to raise the metabolism enough to lower your um, you know, to get rid of your your belly fat. But also as well, the more you shred, the more not frequently, but the more you go through periods of building muscle and then shredding and then building muscle and then shredding, the faster and quicker your body shreds because it knows what to do. The first time you ever shred, it is the hardest. The first time you ever shred is the hardest. You you really, it's so hard to get down to that really low percentage of body fat. And it's really, really hard for two reasons, okay? The first reason is because one, people just are not prepared for how hard they have to work. And secondly, simply because your body isn't used to shredding. It's never done it before. And so it hasn't built like a, like a pattern, a central nervous system pattern of what to do, which does happen the more that you do it. But actually, you know, one of the, the I guess the 
the lessons that I love to teach people about shredding. And one of the productivity hacks that I use is the reason why I find it so easy, I guess, is because I now have everything set up to make shredding easy. Well, what do I mean by that? Or why is it so hard for some and it's so easy for others? Because people say to me, Kim, you make it look so easy. And I'm like, I don't make it look easy. I set it up to be easy purposely. What do I mean? Well, the first time that I ever went on a diet or I ever shredded for a bodybuilding competition, I had never done it before. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. But I, you know, my, my trainer at the time gave me my plan and it was like, you know, one hour's cardio per day, you know, X amount of calories or whatever. And I was like, okay, and, you know, and training or whatever in the gym. And so I, at the time, did not have any cardio machines at home. I didn't have a sauna at home. I didn't have, you know, any of those things. I didn't have a private chef. didn't have anything that I have now. And so it seemed really, really difficult. And I remember that, you know, Ryan, obviously, I've talked about this before in podcasts, Ryan really did not want me to stand on stage as a bikini athlete. And he really was not very supportive of it. Uh, he was tolerant of it, but certainly wouldn't say he was supportive. And so I would have had to have left the house every day, five days a week um, or six days a week, I think it was at the time. And I would have gone to the gym because whenever I went to the gym, that's when I did everything in one go. So I would have gone to the gym. I would have trained for, you know, an hour in the gym. And then I would have done an hour's cardio. And then I would have sat in the sauna for, you know, maybe 30 minutes afterwards. And then I would have showered and then I would have gone home. So I was usually away for about three and a half hours every time. So that's like a part-time job. So shredding for me was a part-time job because it wasn't something that I fit in and around my lifestyle. It was my life. So it seemed so, so, so hard. And I did not know how to meal prep. I didn't get into meal prepping until much later on. So I would have cooked all my meals for fresh from fresh because I was a stay-at-home mom. So I was there anyway. I would have cooked all my meals from fresh and meal prep anything and keep it in the fridge for later. I wasn't very well organized. So everything seemed so much harder because not only was I doing the laundry and cleaning the house and looking after the kids and being a full-time mom, I was also having to go to the gym for three and a half hours a day and I was having to cook all of this specialist food. And, and it was so, so, so difficult. And I remember getting to the end of it and just being like, oh my God, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. And here's the irony, right? I was doing half of what I'm doing now. During this shred, I have done double the amount of work, okay? Now, I do have a private chef to cook all my food, which is beautiful and makes it so much easier. And obviously, I have a housekeeper at home, so I don't have any any work to do at home. But instead, I'm running two companies. So I'm running The Sculpted Vegan and The Million Dollar Mentor, and I'm doing double the work that I had done previously in any shreds. How am I managing to do this? Well, here is my productivity hack 101, which will make your life so much easier if you decide to to shred or if you decide to lose body fat, try and fit it in around your current life and try to make it enjoyable if you possibly can. So in the morning, I get up and I get on the Stairmaster first thing in the morning. Now, if it's good enough weather or I know I'm not going to be able to walk Buddy, my Boston Terrier, later on that day, I will go out for a walk instead with Buddy. So while I'm on the Stairmaster and I'm climbing mindlessly on the Stairmaster, I jump into my Facebook groups and I go into Instagram and I reply to comments and direct messages and I reply to people in Facebook and I and I connect with my audience and I, I use that time productively to, you know, to chat to people online or to connect with my, um, with my groups. 
And if I'm walking the dog, I do the same thing. I'm like a zombie. I'm constantly looking down and banging into lampposts while I'm walking. And so that makes that gets the first cardio session out of the way. So I didn't even know that walking was a possibility whenever I was shredding the first time around. If I had known walking was a possibility, I would have been out walking every single bloody day. But I thought I had to be on the stairmaster. I had to be on the treadmill. I had to be on the exercise bike. I didn't think car. I didn't think walking outside counted as cardio. Well, of course, walking outside counts as cardio if you're walking briskly at the same pace and you're not stopping to let your dog pee and poop all the time because Buddy doesn't walk on a lead. I don't need a lead for him so he can stop and sniff and pee and poop or whatever as much as he wants and it doesn't break my stride. And so um, so I the first session of cardio is done and it, it's very productive for me. And then I usually head to the gym and I train in the morning and then I come to the office and I work during the day. Now here's the clinker. I have a treadmill in my office now. So I put a treadmill in here and then during the day I hop on the treadmill for my second session of cardio. And I usually do it while I'm having a meeting or while I'm on the on the phone or, you know, I, I usually schedule a meeting or Christina, my assistant, will come in and sit at my desk while I'm on the, on the treadmill and she and I will have a meeting and she'll run through my schedule and my calendar and my tasks and all the things that she has to, you know, keep me up to date with. So while I'm having a meeting that I would be having with her anyway... I get on the treadmill and I'm on the treadmill doing my cardio, sweating like a bitch and, you know, having a meeting at the same time. So it doesn't really even feel like I'm doing my second session of cardio because I'm doing it here in the office. Now, if I've done the treadmill, if I've done the Stairmaster in the morning, then I usually won't get on the treadmill during the day. I usually will take the dog for a walk in the evening. But here's what I've realized about getting out in the evening. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to get out for a walk in the evening, even if it's dark, even if it's windy, even if it's raining, to get out in the evening and walk and reflect fresh yourself and clear your head and get connected to the earth and to the earth's energy and to have the wind blow the cobwebs away. It's really cleansing and beautiful. And it just makes your evening so much nicer and you sleep so much better. And the world seems like so much more of a better place because of it. So, um, but th this didn't come easy to me in the beginning when I was shredding. Like I had to train myself, right? I had to train myself to be this way because here's one of the things that, that stops people from achieving goals in their life. One of the things that stops people is we are so governed by our body feelings and we we never learn to push past them and build more data about what will happen if we don't give in to our body feelings. What do I mean by this? Well, quite often I am exhausted, especially now because I've been launching the Million Dollar Mentor. We have been full throttle, pedal to the metal in this launch, launching the Million Dollar Mentor. And I have been shredding, doing two hours cardio, one hours training and on low calories while I've been doing it. And some mornings I, and I haven't slept very well because my, you know, I've been so excited and, and my adrenaline's been, you know, all over the place. And some mornings I wake up and I am absolutely exhausted. Now, do you think I want to get out of bed on those mornings and go for a walk with the dog? Or do you think I want to get out of bed and go and get on the Stairmaster? the last fucking thing I want is to get out of bed and go for a walk on the Stairmaster or go for a walk outside. But do I let myself off the hook? No. Do you know why? Because I, over the years, I have built the data. I have built the belief and the understanding that how I'm feeling right now is only temporary. It's only temporary. I may feel completely and utterly exhausted, shattered, like I could put my head down and fall asleep. But if I get up, put on my walking shoes, put on my coat and my hat and, and get Buddy's coat on and take him out that door, I can be walking for less than a minute and my feeling of being tired has completely and utterly 
gone. Gone. Not only do I not feel tired anymore, I feel energized. And you know what that's called? That's called a state change. I have had a state change because I have mindfully and actively changed my state. They always say, I think it was Tony Robbins used to say that um, without uh, there is no emotion without motion. So motion causes emotion. So if you're sitting there and you're like, you're all lethargic and you're not feeling like it, if you get up and start to move, the motion changes your emotion. So it gives you a state change. And so even when I'm tired, I know that tiredness is not permanent. Tiredness is just a body feeling that I'm feeling at the minute. And then if I just push through that tiredness and push through that body feeling, I will feel completely differently on the other side. I was absolutely and utterly exhausted the other night, exhausted. And I came in and I had a sauna with Ryan and because we have a sauna in the house now as well, so I don't even have to go out to the gym anymore for a sauna. So Ryan and I sat in the sauna together and we love to do that in the evening and catch up for the day. And then um, we and then I went and had a bath and then I said afterwards, it came to about nine o'clock and I said, did anyone take the dog out today? Because I hadn't gone home from work till seven. And Ryan said, no, I don't think so. And I was like, shit, he's going to need, he's going to need a walk. And I was like, right, I'll just take him now. And he was like, God, your game is a badger. The last thing I felt like doing was going out for a walk. But I knew that once I got out there, I would feel like it. I knew that not feeling like it was only temporary. It was only in the moment. And then once I got out and I started walking, that I would feel fine. And lo and behold, I put my shoes on. I put my tracksuit on. I got out the door and I got out and it was and it was lovely. It wasn't even too cold, but it was crisp and there was no one around because it was later. You know, it was like 9.15 by this point and it was dark and it was beautiful, like a, dovel- a lovely dark autumn evening. And we walked and I thought, okay, I'll just go around the block. And we see whenever I got halfway around, I was like, no, do you know what? I'm going to go for my full walk. And my full walk with Buddy is about seven kilometers. And I ended up walking and I was on the phone and I was, you know, checking my messages and I was responding to people. And whenever I got home, it was about 10, 15. And I got straight into bed and I fell straight to sleep. And I felt so energized and refreshed afterwards. But the the thing is, we give in to our body feeling, right? We we make it harder than it has to be. And we don't realize that that even though you don't feel like it at the minute, that this feeling won't last. If you just get up and you get on the Stairmaster or you go out for a walk or you get on your treadmill or you go to the gym or you do that thing that you know you need to do to move you closer to where you have to go, you'll feel fine after once you start doing it. You get a state change and you're generally okay. But the problem is most people just aren't used to motivating themselves into action. They they think that if they don't feel like it, they shouldn't do it. Women especially are so bad at this. They might. Do you know the amount of times that I have been asked, do you train when you have your period? And I'm like, do I train when I have my period? Do you think if I phoned Mark Eddy, my trainer, and said, Mark, I'm really sorry, I'm not coming in to train today because I have my period, he would say, okay, sweetie, no problem. You rest up now and take care. No. Mark would say, get your ass over here, you stupid bitch, and don't be so fucking soft. That's what Mark would say. So do I dream when I have my period? Yes. I dream every day, period or not. I've gotten my period in the middle of a squat set before. Do you think Mark has let me off with my reps? No. Never. Mark's like, keep going. You have another three reps to do and then you can go to the bathroom. You know, it's like you you just don't let yourself off the hook. You don't, you know, but women especially are so bad at going, you know, oh, I'm so in tune with my body. And I, you know, my, I just, you know, just tune in to what your body says. Now, listen, I'm all for if, if, you know, 
I'm all for it. If you're really exhausted, right, and you need to rest sometimes, well, sometimes it's better to rest. But I think that the problem with many women is we haven't really honed our skills very well as to do we truly need to rest or are we just not feeling like it in the moment? Because sometimes if you're just not feeling like it in the moment, it doesn't actually mean that you shouldn't do it. It means you need to pull up your big girl pants, get your shoes on and get out the door. But then there's other times like now, you know, for me, especially at the minute, like I am reaching emotional and my emotional and physical threshold. I have worked so hard and put so much energy into this company and into this shred on low calories and, and high, high output and not a lot of input. And I know that I'm reaching my mental and physical threshold. And I've got this photo shoot next week on the 16th. And I said to Ryan today, I'm going to take a full week off the gym and cardio for a full week after this shred is over. And I'm going to relax. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to, you know, go for a walk with a dog if I feel like it, but I'm going to eat and rest for a full week after my photo shoot because I know that my body needs that respite. But the all the times through here, through this shred, whenever I felt exhausted or I felt tired or I felt, you know, like I can't go on, I've just changed my state, had a cup of coffee, maybe a piece of chocolate to give myself a bit of sugar and just pick myself up and get on with it. And I think that, you know, if you learn to just pick yourself up and get on with it, it'll be a skill that you can literally transfer throughout your life. But also what you have to do is make it easy for yourself. You know, I have set it up now so that it's easy for me. I have created a life in such a way that, you know, I can shred while launching a new company simply because I have a Stairmaster in the house. I have a treadmill in the office. I have a, a road that I can walk on outside my door. Um, and I, you know, fair enough. Yes, now I've worked very hard and I have a private chef and a housekeeper and that's great. But, you know, I've, I've literally set it up now through a hell of a lot of hard work on in business and in life that, you know, it's actually easy and do, not easy. It's still hard, but it's simple and it's doable for me. And I can fit shredding in and around my life. Now, what did I do though with calories and cardio and all that kind of stuff once I realized I wasn't going on vacation? Well, once I realized I wasn't going on vacation, I stopped counting calories simply because counting calories and being restrictive with what you eat is actually uh, quite time consuming. And so rather than doing that, I decided just to eat intuitively. Now, I have never dieted while eating intuitively. Whenever I diet, I'm always very precise with my calories and macros, but that's because I'm usually going to stand on stage. And so I don't want to take any chances. But because I wasn't standing on stage or going on vacation this time, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to eat intuitively. So what does eating intuitively mean? Well, it means that I, I don't eat. I spend a lot of time in ketosis, right? I don't eat a lot of white starchy carbs in general. Um, I get all of my carbs from beans, lentils, and cruciferous vegetables, but mostly from cruciferous vegetables because I don't even eat a lot of beans and lentils at the minute. So I, instead of having rice or pasta or bread or any kind of carb with my lunch or with my dinner, will just have salad greens and vegetables. So Lee, our chef, has been making me um, you know, different types of vegan proteins like these vegan chicken fillets. And he's been doing all different kinds of marinades and and um, and garlic and chili and Mexican spices and things with a great big mixed green salad on the side. Now, I have been having things like peppers and tomatoes and, um, and different, you know, things in the salad. It hasn't just been green leaves, but it has just been some kind of protein and some kind of vegetable, green vegetable or big salad on the side. That is lunch and dinner every day. And so you don't really need to count those calories because, you know, the only calories I'm really getting are from the protein. And I've taught Lee how to um, add 
flavor to food without actually adding any calories. Because of course he is a chef, so he wants to add in loads of vegan butter and loads of, you know, oatly, you know, vegan cream. And he wants to add in all of this, like, you know, real high calorie stuff. He made Ryan this um, tofu fish last night. So he he sliced this tofu and he put like slices of nori seaweed in between the slices to almost make it like flaky. And then he like put like this beer batter around the outside of it and then deep fried it. And so it was basically like fish and chips. It was like that's he made like fish and chips last night and his chips are unbelievable. Like his fries, they're like French fries, except they're big, thick, chunky ones. And he triple, tri- triple cooks them. And uh, oh my God, they are amazing. And so that was that was Ryan's dinner last night, whereas I was having salad and, and this vegan chicken. And uh, and so, like, you know, that's like, but like the amount of calories that would be in those, you know, tofu, tofu with beer battered, you know, tofu fish with beer battered crust or whatever, uh, or with beer batter, I don't even know what you call it. Deep fried beer batter is like insane. So there's no way I would be, uh, I would be eating that. Mine is more like more a lean protein, but I've also taught him how to like add flavor and spices to food without adding calories. And so I just, you know, kept eating and intuitively and um i just kept on to the i stopped having my post-workout protein i just had breakfast lunch dinner and then something in the evening but what i started doing in the evening was i started having um protein in the evening but also having some kind of carbs like two slices of white toast or a white bagel toasted with vegan butter and normally i would never have done that when i was shredding and so i sometimes went to bed hungry and i was miserable and i was like oh my god i just really want carbs but almost every single evening before i go to bed i have two pieces of white toast or a bagel and let me tell you, there is something so wonderful about going to bed with a big, dirty white bagel in your belly because you sleep so well. You sleep so well whenever you've had carbs because carbs just relax you. They they release opiates into your body and they just relax you, which is amazing. And so, and, and it's really interesting because I have been, you know, enjoying the food. I've been eating, you know, the flavors have been absolutely insane. And I've allowed myself, you know, some alcohol on the weekend if I want it, or like on a big refeed meal every, a big refeed day, sorry, every weekend. I've had, you know, spend a day where Ryan and I go out for breakfast and I have toasted sourdough with avocado and scrambled tofu. And then, you know, I have a, a big lunch and then, you know, normally we order in pizza or something for dinner. And I've had one day every single week where I have gone nuts with the calories. And I have eaten, you know, my body weight in vegan chocolate or I've had vegan ice cream or, or I've, you know, I just have eaten anything that I feel like eating in order to be satisfied. Haven't counted any of the calories, haven't counted any of the carbs, have just eaten anything that I wanted to be satisfied. I've done that every single week. And then I've had relaxed eating the second day on the weekend as well. Not as, not as bingy, but a relaxed eating on the second day of the weekend. And then really, you know, strict again during the week in terms of breakfast, lunch, dinner, no snacks. And the weight has just fallen off me every single week. You have no idea. I am sitting at about 11, I would say 11% body fat at the minute. I have veins running over my abs. I have veins, you can see veins starting to come up my calf muscles and my my, um, serratus anterior and my um, oblique muscles are absolutely shredded down the side of my body. I cannot believe how fast the body fat has dropped off me and I'm only nine weeks into this shred. Normally my stage shreds would be 12 to 14 weeks and I could stand on stage next week. I could start water dropping on Monday and I could water 
furloughed all next week and I could stand on stage in one week's time after only 10 weeks. I cannot believe how fast I've gotten shredded. Now, why do I think I've gotten fat shredded so quickly? Well, number one, I've been eating regularly, four times a day at least, and I've been having carbs every single evening. So my metabolism has been roaring along. So I have been strict enough during the week to calorie restrict with carbs in the evening, which help me to sleep, which means I'm relaxed and well-rested and my muscles are growing. And I have been um, having a big refeed day in the weekend, which means that my metabolism has been really, really high and roaring along. And the faster and higher your metabolism is and more efficient your metabolism is, the more fat your body burns. I've also been extremely consistent with my cardio. I do not miss my two sessions of cardio a day unless I am absolutely shattered. Yesterday, which was Tuesday, I was absolutely and utterly exhausted and I didn't do any cardio and any training. I gave myself a full day off both training and cardio. And I completely relaxed and I felt fine doing it because my body needed it. So, but I, apart from that, I have not missed, I have been 99% consistent with my cardio, double cardio sessions a day, sweating like crazy, brisk walk and not missing it. Very consistent with my cardio, very consistent with my meals, very consistent with my cardio, but not counting my meals. And I have been very consistent with my training. I've trained five days a week, Monday to Friday. I think I've only missed, I missed uh, Tuesday this week because I was just exhausted. And I think I missed one other day a couple of weeks ago and that was it. So in nine weeks, I haven't missed, one, I've only missed two days training and I've trained every single day. So why am I so shredded? Consistency, absolute and utter consistency. High output, double sessions of cardio every day, five training sessions a week, five strength training sessions per week, hard and heavy strength training sessions. I never go for high volume and low weight whenever I'm shredding. I still go hard and heavy. In fact, I have increased my weight on my squats and on my exercises in every single week. Today, I was doing lat pull downs and I was pulling 85 kilos easily in my lap pull down. No difficulty whatsoever. What is 85 kilos? It's 187 pounds. 187 pound lap pull down, 10 reps, didn't even struggle. And in my squat weight, I've gone up to uh, 210 kilos, which is in pounds, 462 pounds for 10 reps. So I have just increased my weight every single week because I'm stronger and I'm fitter and I'm consistent with my sleep and my, my training and my diet. And all of these things come together to give you an end result. Because here's one thing as well that I do know from doing two hours of cardio a day. Most people look at two hours of cardio a day and they think, oh my God, I would be exhausted. Well, let me tell you, you are tired in the beginning, right? And sometimes you are tired even towards the end. But let me tell you what doing two hours of cardio for, does per day for you. It makes you so incredibly fit. And do you know what happens when you're so incredibly fit? You get stronger. And do you know what happens when you get stronger? You get more done. The more exercise you do, the fitter you get, the more you can do. I work about 15 to 16 hours a day at the minute. I wake up at 7 a.m. I don't go to bed till 11 p.m. And I work either, you know, sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm with my family and I'm eating dinner and we were playing Scrabble and everything last night. But whenever I'm not doing that, I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm answering comments and questions, I'm, I'm interacting with my groups. And I, um, the rest of the time I'm working in the office or having meetings and I work 15 to 16 hours a day. 
And I don't mind doing it because I have the energy to do it. And it doesn't, I'm, I'm not even tired. And the reason why I'm not tired is because I'm so incredibly fit. And being so incredibly fit is why I'm so incredibly strong in the gym. The reason why I can squat 210 kilos for 10 reps is because my cardiovascular health is enormous. I am so incredibly fit. So I don't get out of breath whenever I'm squatting that because it is, it takes a lot out of you to squat because it taxes the cardiovascular system as well as the muscles. And the fitter I am, the more I can push and the faster I recover. So the fitter you are, the faster you recover. So doing loads of cardio doesn't actually just get you shredded. It also makes you more productive in your life. And the more productive you are, the more you can achieve. Now, the reason why I'm kind of pushing this point home to a lot of you is because I know that many people have started listening to the Kim Constable podcast um, who follow me for business as well as for fitness. And so what I want to really try and do with um, the content that I'm um, that I'm putting out moving forward is to show you how the two of them really, really do go hand in hand. Uh, the people who have joined my mentor group, I have said to them all, listen, guys, you should all focus on getting fit, right? Whether it's through one of my programs or it's through someone else's program or whether it's just getting up in the morning and, you know, going for a walk every single morning to increase your cardiovascular health. The fitter you are, the more you will get done, the more you will get done the more productive you will be, the more productive you are, the faster your business will grow. And so getting fit isn't just about looking a certain way. It's also about making you more productive outside of the gym or in other areas of your life. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, well, I kind of followed you for business, but like this was kind of interesting, Kim. I kind of learned to be more about getting shredded. Really do know that the lesson here goes hand in hand. The fitter you are, the more you get done, the more successful you will be. And the more successful you are, the fitter you will become and the more shredded you will get. So it's kind of like they bounce, you know, back and forth between each other. You know, the two really, really, really do go hand in hand. But you do have to get used to pushing through. You have to get used to feeling tired, not making it mean anything other than, oh, wow, I'm tired, but I know when I get up and move, then I won't be tired. Understand that you can change your state at any time. You're not a victim of your body. You're not a victim of your of your body's feeling. Yes, you may be feeling tired in the moment, but once you get going and do something or make yourself excited or dance around or listen to music or, or, or like, imagine if you were lying on the couch, right? And you were like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I can't go and do cardio. And imagine if then somebody said to you, guess what? You've just won the lottery. Do you think that you could change your state? You'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, I just won the lottery. And you would jump up and you'd be like so excited. You'd be calling people and you'd be like drinking champagne. You'd be getting so excited because you just won the lottery. Well, <laughs> that's kind of what it's what you can do for yourself if you want to go to the gym or walk or whatever. You know, it might not be one in the lottery, but you know, you can transition out of a feeling that you have right now into a different feeling. And you don't have to win the lottery to do it. You can actually do it yourself. And the more you practice doing it, the more productive you will be and the more successful you will be in your life. And also the easier you make it for yourself, the more likely you are to succeed. Um, this is just the final point that I want to make. This I didn't really have any notes for this um for this podcast. I kind of just riffed it. I had a few notes there. I didn't really follow them, but um, and it was weird for me to do it this way because normally I have very specific uh, road that I like to follow with the podcast. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. But the final um, point that I want to make as well is that, you know, 
try and make success easy for yourself. You know, if you're like, okay, I want to shred and I'm really, really, really busy. So how the fuck can I make this happen? Well, rent a treadmill. You know, you can rent a treadmill over here. It's only 10 pounds a week to rent a treadmill. And you say you're going to shred for eight weeks. It'll cost you 80 pounds to rent a treadmill. Well, you probably won't be drinking or eating out in restaurants or, you know, or spending money on other things. So you may as well spend that 80 pounds and rent a treadmill for your house. And or you could get a loan from someone and you could buy a treadmill for 200 pounds and you could pay them off 10 pounds a week over 20 weeks and you will own that treadmill and you don't have to rent it anymore. But just, you know, make it easy for yourself. Put a treadmill in your living room and watch it while you are chatting with the kids at night or watch it, sorry, walk on it while you're watching TV or while you're chatting to the kids or you're talking to your husband or you're doing something else mindlessly. Make it, you know, if you're like, oh, I, I work really early in the morning, I can't get up and go to the gym. Well, don't get up and go to the gym. Get up and get on the treadmill in the morning and then figure out a way to get to the gym later. But as long as you're putting consistent action towards something that you want and you're making it as easy for yourself as you possibly can, you cannot help but achieve it. And great things, you know, or great things can happen whenever you really put energy and action towards something. And the more consistent you are, the, the harder you work, the more you recognize that you are not a victim of your body and you can change your state at any time. Well, the more successful you're going to be. And if you know, if you don't believe me, just look at what I've achieved. I was a stay-at-home mom. Four years ago, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had never, ever been in a gym. Well, I'd been in a gym. I'd walked through it many times to get to the yoga studio. <laughs> and uh, I had never trained consistently. And I go, of course, I'd trained in a gym over the years or whatever, but I'd never trained consistently or, you know, actively towards a goal. And now I own the world's largest online vegan bodybuilding company. And I just launched a second uh, company. And I, my life is completely and utterly transformed. Um, I am a, a pro bodybuilder. Well, I'm retired now, but you know, I, I'm I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in my life before at age 41. And I did all this. Um, my starting point was a stay-at-home mum with you know no email list and no no Instagram and no following and no money. And I managed to do it from scratch and build it up from where I was. And let me tell you, if I can do that in four years, you can do it too. You can do it too. I didn't have any backing or anyone dishing me out money. I did have my husband to pay the mortgage, which was handy. It would have been more difficult if I was responsible for paying the mortgage. But let me tell you, even if I was, I know that I would have found a way to make it work because I am a very resourceful and a very purposeful person. And I do believe that you can achieve anything that you set your mind to, whether it is getting shredded or building a business or having a great relationship with your husband or your kids or whatever, working towards becoming a karate instructor or whatever it is that you want to do with your life. I 100% you believe that you can achieve it if only you make a plan, you decide where you want to be, you work backwards from there, you make it easy for yourself and you put in daily consistent effort towards your goals. So there you have it, just to be kind of sum up of what's been happening with me over the last couple of weeks. So a few life hacks for you today anyway, and it kind of just shows the state of mind and where I'm at. And I hope that, you know, if you've been following me for a while, you're still getting value out of the content and that you're still enjoying the podcast. And I definitely am going to bring you some really fucking fantastic content moving forward I promise you and don't forget guys if you want to uh, be in with the chance of winning one of our Sculpted Vegan programs simply leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast take a screenshot send it to me on Instagram and you could be in with the chance of winning one of our Sculpted Vegan programs Cong um, congratulations to this month's winner we are going to announce uh, the winner at the start of next month uh, but congratulations to Kelly Cash who is our winner this month and she's already chosen her program and next month it could be you and if you ain't in it you can't win it 
Okay, guys, hope you have a wonderful rest of the week wherever you are. I'm thinking of you. I love you so much. From my heart to your heart, big kiss to you. And I will talk to you next week for another episode of the Kim Constable podcast. Take care and bye for now. 